Good evening. Welcome to Politica Podcast. Uh, tonight we have Carson Jorgensen. And Carson, I mean, former GOP chair for the state and now candidate for governor. How about that? Yeah, who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? And some, some sheep rancher from... <laughs> from utah right? central utah yeah, yeah. We've, we've come a long ways in a few years anyways yeah yeah so so tell me carson what what drove you to make this decision you know as many people know i've been pretty actively involved in politics and and let me tell you like when we start talking about these things and we start talking about the future you know we got to start expecting more. And that's something that I, I really see, you know, good enough is not good enough. And, and we have to start addressing the small things, the, the things that really need to be talked about. And, and that's somewhere where I think we're losing it. And when you, when you talk about education and the budget and taxes, there, there's just small nuances within all of those that are really going to matter. And, and we seem to ignore all of those. So, so what, what can you do for the state that, that you don't think other people can? You know, that, that's a great question. And, and the truth of the matter is, it's time we stand up for what we believe. We don't elect Republican governors to walk down the middle of the road. We elect Republican governors for conservative principles. And I think that's why that is important. And when you start talking about conservative principles and we start digging into the budget, let's talk about fiscal conservancy. Let's talk about what we believe. Because as we've seen, the budget over the last 10 years has doubled. And the population's only increased about 12%. And to me, that's a problem. When, when spending is outrunning our population growth and you see small budget shortfalls, we're starting to get into a place where we should be concerned. And you look at education. You look at where we're at in education and the jobs that need to be filled that we're not actually filling. This is, we're in a tough spot. And those are things that need attention and they need it right now. Interesting. So, so... Why why you, though, Carson? I have a reputation for doing what's right regardless of the consequences. And I believe that that's something that is a rarity in politics. And that comes from the way I was raised and the way that I believe. And, and the lens at which I view politics through. Because it's not about a political answer. What I'm about, if I left politics today and... It wouldn't hurt my feelings because I don't need it to define me, but I do it because it matters and it matters to people around us. And those people around us, they're the ones dealing with the consequences. And that's why I got it. And that's why me at this time, again, it's time we stop towing the line and it's time we draw a line in the sand. And, and that's something that I'm willing to do. So, so what issues do you think you can draw the line on that haven't been? Drawn? Yeah. So let's talk about the budget for a minute. That's okay. a big one to me right now because I think it's really important because when you look at the budget and you look at what we're spending on and it ties into education, we keep taking federal money and some of our tax cuts within the state are replaced by federal money that's coming from Washington, D.C. We're taxed here. We send it to D.C. and it comes back to us with all these strings attached. And these strings are not good and they come with things that don't align with Utah values. When you look at education, prime example, when you look at our education system, last time I checked, it was between 9 and 11% of our, our public education funding comes from the federal government. Are the strings that come with that worth that 9%? And that's a question I want to pose to others. Do you think that that 9% budget is worth everything we're getting from the federal government, all of the garbage that has ended up in our public schools that comes directly from the federal government, is it worth that 9%? 
or or do we take a step back and say you know what we're willing to put a little bit more in to have that control over our public schools to decide what we as Utahns what our values are and what we want to teach our children and I think that's an important distinction to draw so central Utah values are different than Salt Lake City values, you're saying? No, I don't think so. I think they're just Utah values. The things that we believe that have built our state to what it is now are what are going to drive us to the future. And I think deep down we all know that. And as we continue to push for those values and fight for those things, as I've seen you fight for in the Senate, those are the things that are super important to us. And, you, and you've been at the front of many of those fights that have crept their way into our public education. And, and we have to say enough is enough and decide what it means to us. So, so what other things affect central Utah that you think haven't been addressed by our governor or any, any governor? Yeah. One thing in particular that's huge is water. I mean, you look at my town in particular, they had to halt building permits because there's not enough drinking water to continue for the town to grow. In Utah, we don't necessarily have a water problem. We have a water storage problem. I mean, you look at last year with record snowfall, we stored what we could, but we don't have adequate storage for these small towns in central Utah. That is huge. But you look at anywhere. I was just having a conversation with someone from Park City. They're in the same boat. They don't have enough water to continue to expand until, you know, we see these investments in infrastructure and we hear all this money that's being spent towards these water projects. What are we getting for our money? We're not seeing. The proof is not in the pudding. We are not seeing the return on our investment for the money that's being spent on these things. And Mount Pleasant is a prime example. We have the water. We own water. There's a hundred year old decree that limits us from storing the water that we own for more than 48 hours. What happens is that water then runs down the river, runs out into the sphere sinks out past Delta and dries up in the desert. We're not able to store that water, but we cannot cut through the red tape to allow us to store that water. For so what, what would you do to change that? We've got to cut the red tape, turn it back to private industry, let the private sector take it over, but get the government out of the way. Interesting. So what are some of the other uh, kitchen table issues, let's say, yeah. down at Mount Pleasant? There's so many that it's hard, but public lands is a huge one. And the access to those public lands that are controlled by the federal government, the resource extraction, those all, our, our small towns depend on those. And we have to take the fight to the Fed at some point and say, you know what, our cities, our towns, these rural Utahns, they depend on the land. And the more that the federal government continues to crack down on that land, the more we suffer. And so we have to put ourselves into a place where we push back against the federal government and say, you know what, these are our lands. This is in Utah. I think it was Reagan who said that the government 3,000 miles away knows better how to run what's in your backyard than you do. And that's not the truth. And so we need to fight for our ability to manage these public lands how we as Utahns see fit. And that's going to be a big problem in the future if we don't deal with it now because we need it for growth. We need it for jobs. We need it for all of these things. We need to be managing these forests to be able to maintain forest health. We spend hundreds of millions of dollars a year fighting forest fires when we're not managing our forests. And, and those are things that should be done here at a local level. Interesting. Yeah. So, so Carson, uh, what, what would you say are, are the things that you most want to change uh, in in terms of policy for our state uh, under the current administration. Yeah. So policy, when you look at policy as a whole, 
I look at what policy is affecting and the things that, that policy touches. And policy, it, it you have to dive deep into it to be able to get it back to where it belongs. That being said, local is always the best. It's the red tape that continues to put a burden on Utahns. And until we cut through that red tape and allow private industry to take back over, I mean, you look at what's happening. We just throw money at it. And I'm tired of seeing political gains and political statements of success being made upon how much money we allot to a project, how much money we put towards something. Utahns want to see what they're getting for their money. I, I ask this quite often, do you think it's a better idea to take your money, give it to the federal government, allow them to put strings on it and let them buy a bunch of stuff or take that money and turn around and put it back in the hands of the taxpayers? Because I'm fairly certain that they know better how to spend their money than the government does. And so we continue to create programs and then we tax to fund them. And that is an unsustainable system and it keeps happening even here in Utah. Well, we're going to take a break and come right back. Previously on Politicket. Now, I do want to say one thing, and the FGA is very quick to say this. Utah gets used by our group as a good example on an awful lot of things when they're talking to other states. Because let's face it, if every state ran like Utah, we'd be a lot better off. Right. But that doesn't mean we're perfect, and it doesn't mean there aren't things we can't do better, and there aren't things that we could, that we could be an example for other states to be able to say that. We had a, I won't go into it just for time's sake, but uh, Trevor Lee, uh -huh. who you guys know well, yeah. um, he had a bill uh, having to do with unemployment insurance and ghosting, which simply means they say they had an interview, but they didn't. Right. And it created a mechanism for employers to report that, and they could have their benefits suspended. And it was a, 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 a good bill that would have done good things, and to credit the department, of workforce services, they sat right with them in committee and testified on, on behalf of the bill. Now that doesn't happen in very many states. Right. And it doesn't always happen here, but it happened on that. So you give credit where credit's due. Welcome back to Politicket. We've got Carson Jorgensen here and, and Carson's a former uh, chair of the GOP uh, for the state and candidate for governor. Carson, I, I, so so let's let's go back to some of the issues that we talked about, right? Where what distinguishes you? Do you believe uh, from governors of the past? You know, let's talk quality of leadership for a minute. I mean, you look at the new Speaker of the House, Mike Schultz, and you look at Senate President Adams. Can you imagine what things would be like if they had a conservative governor that they weren't fighting all the time? The policies that we could move forward and move our state in the right direction. The things that we could do if the governor wasn't fighting them the whole way or finding ways to water down good conservative legislation. Those are the kind of things that we're going to have to focus on. And those are the kind of things that I will do. So, so what's your path to victory? You know... I've been out with the convention and the caucus members my whole time as chairman, and the path to victory is being strong, as I have with them, as I worked with them and moved throughout the counties and heard what they were 
talking about and, and and seeing what they are struggling with. I'm the only candidate in the race not gathering signatures because I trust the delegates, because I trust my local citizens to make the right choice for them. My path to victory looks like that, and it's to take strong leadership and take strong stands on things like DEI and, and the things that are plaguing our institutions and say, these things don't belong here. They don't align with Utah values, and those are things we are not going to do in this state. You know, I, I, your your statement before, what, what, what was the statement you made before about walking down the... Yeah, so I, I've often heard it said, you know, we don't elect Republican governors to walk down the center of the road. We want conservative policy. The data is in. Red states do better than blue states. Conservative is better than liberal policy. When you look at the longstanding states who have held this conservative policy, they're always rated higher. So we can't continue to elect Republican governors and, and expect conservatism from them, conservative policies, and then watch while they meander down the road, because that's usually how you get hit by a car. Yeah. So so let's let, let's go back to some specifics. Uh, what 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 do you believe is different about the citizens in the state of Utah overall, we're talking about across the whole state and where where we're going today. Yeah, so you've seen policy get watered down. I mean, what we're talking about, what's front of mind right now is transgenderism, uh, the transgender sports bill, the right now currently the bill coming forward about transgender in boys and girls bathrooms guys this is simple it's one of those things these are young children that we're working these things in these don't align with utah values it's not hard to say that boys shouldn't be playing girls sports or that they shouldn't be having these surgeries that are irreversible before the age of 18. these kids cannot legally consent to anything until the age of 18 but we're going to let them make massive changes to their body that they'll never come for that's not compassion people can claim that this is compassion that's not compassion that is letting people make a grievous mistake that they're going to regret the rest of their life those are the lives that we need to be protecting those are the most vulnerable among us and we must continue but the fact that these things are getting watered down or these things are being made light of is not a utah value and it's not something we need to continue to follow so so what about what what about grown adults that that want to take these paths i mean if you're a grown adult you do your thing that's not the government's job to tell you one thing or another you know if you want to go down that path by all means if you're a consenting adult you know the risk by all means live your life but that's not for the government to tell you what to do but as far as children go we have to protect those children and the most vulnerable among us are those children until we take that strong stand we're sending a message to our kids that they don't matter and that we're not worried about them and absolutely we are because they are the future of this state carson uh what what's your plan what, what how how are you going to get this message out again it comes from my background you know I, I raised i was raised doing hard things you know working the ranch didn't matter if it was rain or shine it didn't matter if it was cold or snow and you always had to go out animals need fed things need done that work ethic that gets us to that point is what's going to continue to drive this policy and what's going to put me ahead when i'm able to say you know what we're going to do these things that they have to be done regardless of what happens and i want to put the question back on people how do you feel it would be if we followed these strong conservative points if we didn't weaken on the things that we believe what message is that sending the federal government that we as utahns 
we have a say in what's happening in our lives. Sometimes I feel like I've almost lost faith in what the federal government is doing. It's become too big and nothing ever happens. But when you look to the states and you look at how we shut this down, people ask me all the time, well, how do we stop the Fed? How do we stop the runaway budget? We stop it by the governors in these states standing up and saying, you know what? I represent the people here in this state. And you're not representing my people and you're taking more than you're giving. And I'm going to stand up for them because that's what's right. So how do we fight back on, you mentioned federal lands before and how that's tied up a, a lot of the resources in our state. How, how do we fight that fight? At some point, you have to draw a line. And that's what I haven't seen in the past is that strong conservative leadership that says, you can't tell us what to do. And those are the things that we have to stand on. And that is the principle that we have to stand on on every issue. But the problem is, is we continue to take this federal money. We send it again to D.C., comes back with all these strings attached. And they make us jump through hoops to take back the own money that's ours. And until we find a way to separate those things, we're going to continue to be beholden to them. And it, but as we cut those ties and as we are able to better stand on our own, we're no longer beholden to them. And that's where we start. But it all comes back to leadership. It all comes back to somebody who's willing to take a stand, big things, small things on what's right and those conservative principles that we as Utahns believe in and the things that have made Utah what it is today and what it will be going forward. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a book out um, by uh, Jonathan Haidt talking about education and and uh, but but it's entitled The Coddling of the American Mind. And uh, I think that, you know, my, my view is, is that, you know, we can't, we can't get ahead of people on every single issue and make sure they don't fall down and make sure that they, they feel comfortable. And they, what do you think, do you think that's a problem in our education system today? Yeah, I think it is. And, and two, it's a lack of different kind of education. And for a long time now, they've told us that there is only one path. I mean, you go to high school, you go to college, you get a job. What we've done is take away the things that make people tough, that, that we cannot continue to coddle everybody. You know, sometimes things are hard. When I was a kid, I'd get up and it was 20 below outside and dad says, it's time to go load sheep. I didn't want to go. We didn't have a choice. And as we coddle people, we can't teach them that we do hard things. And that's something we're losing in society. And that's more of a societal problem. But you go back to the education system and, and the things that are missing in our education system. I'm a big advocate for vocational schools, for training. Um, those are the jobs that we're missing right now. You know, we need carpenters. We need electricians. We need plumbers. We need mechanics, excavators. We need all of that. And we don't have them because we've told an entire generation of kids that those trade jobs don't matter. So when you talk about coddling people, I think that's where it goes. And I think that's what matters is we need to show them that there are more paths forward and a path to self-sufficiency. And it helps them to grow and it helps them to learn, you know what? I can stand on my own two feet. I don't have to have the government hold my hand. I can do things that I know and, and I can create a job and a life for me and my family. And they don't have to come out of school $100,000 in debt. These are the things that we can do and should be doing. Very good. So we're out of time. I wish we could talk longer, but always. But but why don't you why why don't you just look into the camera over there and 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 uh, ask the people of Utah why? Well, tell the people of Utah why you should be the governor. Yeah, you know, I love this state, and my kids and me will be here 
for as long as Utah continues to be a state. Our roots run deep, and these are the things that matter. But the thing that's going to keep Utah a conservative place and a good place for, for all of us to continue to live is strong leadership and being able to say no to things that shouldn't be happening and to not walk down the middle of the road. And it's time we draw that line, and it's time that we take strong conservative leadership to the next level and that we partner up with those in the legislature to be able to push these things forward so that this is all here for our kids and their kids. Thank you. Carson Jorgensen, uh, candidate for governor. We'll see you guys next week.